I'm a huge believer in the underdog story, uh, David versus Goliath, Phoenix rising from the ashes, and to know that my life from where I started wasn't blessed with uh, riches, which is okay, and to let people know where I come from. And that's something that my family's, you know, sort of instilled into my soul is to, to never forget where I came from, never forget where my family came from, what they had to go through to get here. And that's my way of saying to the world, it's actually possible to reach for the stars, to reach for the universe. Yeah. everyone, welcome to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. I'm your host, Kenna Klosterman, bringing you true stories from behind the lens and behind the lives of your favorite photographers, filmmakers, and creative industry game changers. From their wins to their struggles, we get the real human stories about why they do what they do. I believe there is something to learn from everyone's story. So if you're ready to join us in the hustle, Listen, get inspired, and discover why in the end the creative journey is all worth it. Andy Tu is a photographer and filmmaker based in New York City. Along with his partner in life and business, Jalen, he travels nonstop creating content for brands and tourism boards, including Adobe, Sony, Adorama, Apple, major airlines, and the list goes on. And he says that he's dedicated his life to filmmaking and spreading positivity. He also loves to give back by teaching his craft to others. In this episode, we talk with Andy about growing up in Oakland, the influence both his grandmother and high school teacher, Mr. Jackson, have had on his life, being selected as one of two travel videographers for beautiful destinations out of the 50,000 applicants, and what he means by from the hood to the universe. This is We Are Photographers with Andy Too, and this is his story. It's interesting because like my dreams, I've always been fixated on my family, just with my upbringing and how I operate today. Like my, the heart and soul that goes into my work is actually powered by my family. I work really hard because of them in particular is for my grandmother. She is the reason why I am who I am today. So I always have to, you know, every opportunity I get to talk about her. Someday I want to be able to look back at this and know that all the hard work that goes into my work comes from her because she raised me, you know, not being fluent in English and and just being able to provide for me and my family at a really young age. So her Vietnamese name is Duk, D-U-O-C. Nice. And in, in Vietnamese, her name actually means you can in English if you translate it to. What are some of your first memories of your grandma? I can never catch my grandmother in a sort of a bad mood. She'd always just sort of had this positive aura to her. You know, whether or not I'd be in a good or a bad mood, she would always just find a way to, to sort of be a positive role model, especially when times when I was frustrated either with school. She would just always sort of be that guiding, leading voice that, that was the optimist in our family. And our whole family sort of revolves around her. 
because she's sort of been like the ringleader and being the comforting voice and providing support to all of us. And she is really great at cooking. So her food always brings me back home. <laughs> I just adore that you that you do talk about your grandma so much. And I want to explore a little bit more about that positivity and even the fact that her name means you can in Vietnamese. Yes. How has that, what does you can mean to you today? Well, growing up in Oakland, there were a bunch of elements that sort of affected my life in a, a challenging way. Uh, just having to deal with adversity at a really young age and growing up in the inner city of Oakland and you know being surrounded around gang violence, everything between being exposed to drugs and knowing that it, that existed on the streets. It's sort of one of those things where you don't really ask for it. You're sort of just, when you're in it, that is your reality. And looking back at it now, it was quite challenging. But when you're in it, you sort of just learn to deal with it. So what my grandmother did was she would prep me on some of these things, like walking to school, make sure you watch your back, make sure you don't come home too late, and you know make sure you're with friends or with another person when you're like commuting or whatnot. And these are all things that were common in Oakland. So the language of safety was widely spoken, and you know living the life that I get to live now, there's sort of there isn't that. What was one of the scariest moments for you? You know, there were plenty, anything ranging from getting arrested. There was a moment in my junior year of high school. On the last day of school, I was with my friend walking back from lunch, and there was a moment where we were both robbed at gunpoint right outside of the campus. And to me, in my life, I've, you know, come across numerous occasions where my life has been threatened, but... That moment in particular was pretty scary because you never expect it to happen to you because you read it about you know on the news you people talk about it all the time but until it happens to you you don't know what to do and me and my friends had basically no money on us because in high school we were taught to leave our backpacks and our personal belongings in the classroom before we left for lunch so that was the the protocol because the high school I grew up. Going to at Fremont High was in gang territory with both Mexican gangs, black gangs, and Asian gangs as well. So there were just being in gang ter- territory, just there's a higher chance of something like that happening. So when it happened, it was it was scary because it was it was I was that close to getting my life taken away from me. I'm just super grateful that I was able to. Luckily, we were just robbed for our personal belongings. But then the feeling of like having someone pointing a gun in your back is probably one of the scariest things I've ever been through because, you know, in the in a click of a finger, you know, you could be gone. What did it feel like when they left? So my, my friend that I was with, his brothers, they were all part of a gang. And I wasn't in a state of mind of wanting to retaliate because we didn't get pistol whipped, we didn't get injured. But my friend, however sort of had a sense of pride and then he felt disrespected so he called his brothers and they pretty much showed up in the next 10 minutes in like three or four different cars driving around the school uh, looking for those two guys that robbed us. The problem with that is that what it eventually leads to is more violence and more acts on territory which leads to more killings and you know the cycle sort of goes on. So I was 
you know, in that moment, I try to be an advocate for peace, telling my friend, like, hey, you know, we didn't get hurt. And it's interesting because, like, in those moments, like, how else are you supposed to respond to something, you know, as serious as that? And that was the reality for a lot of us living in Oakland. So how did you get out? How did you, I know you said you re-enrolled in high school and then fast forward, you graduated from college. What was the tipping point that uh, that had you switch gears? So Fremont High had uh, four different academies. There is architecture, Mandela, uh, which focuses on like history and media academy, the one I went to. And a lot of my friends were in that class. So when it was that time to sort of turn my life around, I went naturally put myself in a, in a place where I could at least be, be with my friends. And it was at that moment where my life, you know, changed complete 180, going from straight F's to almost straight A's and B's. And what really brought me back to, to school was that sense of community in one class, in my drama class, uh, which was led by Mr. Jackson, who was the teacher. And it's funny because his name, his full name is Michael Jackson. And <laughs> <laughs> and he was a rock star. I felt that same sense of energy from him uh, that I felt from my grandmother, that sort of optimism. And he definitely had a really good understanding of some of the circumstances that we were going through as students and gave us the creative freedom to pretty much produce anything we wanted. So for our classroom assignments, he would provide these tools, which is like a little HD camcorder with some minimal audio gear and some computers to edit our footage on. But our classroom assignments were to leave the classroom and produce a video, any, you know, as short as you want, as long as you want, and to show it at the end of the week to the class. And that to me made school so much fun to give us creative freedom, um, especially for a class where you, where you need to earn a grade. He made school, like it wasn't math, science, or English. We weren't writing essays, but we were creating creative treatments. We were trying to create something out of nothing. We were put in a position where like our campus is not the most beautiful campus, but something that has taught me is to find a beauty in things, like to be resourceful, even when the canvas that you're given is blank. So like we would be running around uh, the hallways, we would be finding ways to incorporate other, other teachers. I have video footage of me messing with the principal, but it was all sort of boundaries that, that were meant to be broken. You know, looking back at it now, it was an awesome way to give us something. And I could elaborate on this a little more because those videos that I created from Mr. Jackson's class, my very first videos that I've created, are some of my proudest works that I've created. And I can't even take full credit for it because the thing about creating videos when it's a collaborative process, there's multiple people involved. So Mr. Jackson, probably not thinking this, you know, for, for the first time in my life, I was able to take ownership of something. It was the first time where in the credits, you know, me and my friends could say we produced something together, especially coming from nothing. That meant everything to us. And you know, Mr. Jackson was able to turn nothing into something in his own way. Is Mr. Jackson still there? And do you have those videos? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, Mr. Jackson's retired and he's 
I keep up with him a little bit on Facebook, and he's traveling now, which is awesome. He's came and supported some of my older my older videos that I've I've done back in Oakland at a couple of film festivals. So he's he's very much in still in my life as a as sort of like a creative um, creative leader. Those videos, yes, those videos still exist. I have them on my laptop, and they're it's crazy because like a full you know polished video would be like 30 megabytes it's just like (laughs) oh that's less than one image file today (laughs) isn't that insane that really is that really is well what i've heard from from you about both your grandmother mr jackson is this if mr jackson had that influence on you I feel as though you are now having that influence on millions of people <laughs> seen you teach so what is it about educating others that brings you joy education to me is it is venturing off into the unknown which is at sometimes like really scary it gives you anxiety um, it, it still does for me, like when I'm, whenever I'm trying to learn something new, but if you're surrounded around people who know the stuff, you know, what's the use of keeping all that knowledge to yourself when you can actually help somebody out and, and help them better enhance their life, whether it just be like answering a quick question or a conversation. And even to this day where you know, I feel like I've got a good grip on my creativity and, and just, you know, business and the field. But still, I consider myself a student to the game. And I will always consider myself a student because there's always so much to learn. For me, being able to, to help someone in the same ways that Mr. Jackson helped me, in the same ways that my grandmother's helped me, I know what it feels like to be helped. I would love to hear more about, I saw some behind the scenes images uh, mm-hmm. about the new upcoming series that you've created with Adorama TV. Yeah, so Sal, who's a super talented producer, um, director for Adorama, has been such an amazing friend, colleague, I, I guess I could call him. Just an overall amazing guy that stumbled into my life. And sort of, you know, got to spend some time with him. He's been able to create this series called Through the Lens, which highlights different photographers from all different parts of the world. He's been successful. And we've been talking. You know, I've sort of had the idea to make a pitch to Adorama to create something of that of that fashion, but like in a more educational form. So, you know, a couple months passed by. Then Jay and I were on our way to work with the tourism board in China, uh, we developed a pitch, which was a seven episode web series to where Jay and I will produce pretty much episodes that go through our A to Z workflow of how we operate as a business. This is ranging everywhere from pre-preparatory stuff to the actual shoot into landing a client, how to maintain that relationship all the way up until delivery of the content. We found that We've sort of created this sauce to to how we operate and work with companies such as Adobe, the various tourism boards. We work with Sony, we've worked with Honda, and a, a handful of more. And we created this sauce that we want to to share with 
with anybody that's interested in, in sort of pursuing this career. Jay, Jay, I have to give her more credit because she has a huge educational background in YouTube. Prior to her rebranding herself as a travel lifestyle influencer, she was really big on YouTube being a makeup guru. For her, she was working with a lot of huge brands. Sephora, Mac, she gets PR packages every day. Jay has a huge background in teaching, and we wanted to find a way to be able to combine forces to create something that would benefit both of us. And it's worked out so well in, in our experience of, of shooting this web series. It's been a, a great mix. What is something that was kind of the, a big risk that was the most worthwhile risk that you've taken to date? Oh, Wow. Um, definitely has to be the opportunity that I had working with Beautiful Destinations. Two years ago, Beautiful Destinations launched a campaign called the World's Coolest Job. At the time, I was living in Oakland. It was one of those things where I saw the lifestyle that they were living. They were working with tourism boards, airlines, travel brands, everything related to travel. And they were creating some, in my in my opinion, some of the coolest travel videos uh, I've ever seen. And the job position pretty much detailed that this would be a full-time travel position as a videographer for beautiful destinations. And you would have to relocate to New York. So when I was applying, I was in Hawaii at the time. And I was with a company that I co-founded. It was a wedding video production. So we were like grinding. If I looking back at it now, I was working like super hard with the same goals in mind of providing for my family. And you know, I just put it I just put my application in and a couple of weeks later they made an announcement that there was fifty thousand applications for the full time positions that they were offering. You know, a couple months go by and I'm currently traveling and I get an email from the creative director saying that I was put into a pool of 150 that was considered for the full-time position and I didn't really think anything too much of of that until probably like a week later I got an email from the creative director saying if I could hop on a phone call to talk about the position and at the time, I didn't I didn't think that that opportunity would lead to a huge shift in my life. But long story short, I was hired uh, one out of two actually that w- took on the full time position to work for Beautiful Destinations. So that was terrifying. <laughs> Did they ever tell you? Did they tell you why they picked you? Yeah. Um, I was talking to the creative director and the, the founder, Jeremy Johnsey, and they were telling me that they sort of just had that gut feeling about me over a phone call uh, where I, I told them everything uh, that they wanted to know about my life, why I created, who I created for, which is for my family and for my grandmother. And Jeremy Johnsey uh, is a huge believer in family morals and just he's a... You know, he loves his mom and he puts it on the social social media that he is, you know, him and his brother, uh, Tom Johnson, they both have a huge sense of family within Beautiful Destinations. And still to this day, they hold that standard. Family comes first. So I think it was, you know, I think it was my, my love for my family and, and 
how I use that as my creative feel and energy um, to where they could vibe with that. Okay, so you've had this crazy adventure um, traveling all over the world with beautiful destinations. What was something surprising that you learned about yourself throughout your time with them? They actually helped me discover a side of myself which I didn't really know about, which was, well, I thought I thought I was working pretty hard in California, um, working on the projects that I was working on, but coming over to the East Coast and just being based out of New York, they operate maybe 10, 15 times the speed. And out here, it's the energy, the hustle is very prominent. You could, you could feel it as you walk on along the streets in Manhattan. So we're considering like a, a six gear car. <laughs> I was probably like on third gear when I was in California and they easily just gave me the turbo boost to rev things up into like fifth, sixth gear. And I didn't even think I was capable of producing such high volume and to be able to retain quality because I was surrounded around really talented, creative individuals who had that mindset. What has been the through line of what you've learned about humanity with all of the countries you've visited and people that you've met? I would have to say the through line of what I've learned to traveling to all these different countries is that people are no different um, than we are outside of where you come from. Aside from uh, joining that media class, I also played three years of varsity, uh, varsity baseball for my school. And sports has always been a huge part of my life. So basketball was how I made all my friends growing up. And to know that, you know, I, I was able to travel to the Philippines, uh, to Hong Kong, and, and playing basketball with the locals sort of gave me that sense of connectedness, even though there was a, a language barrier. You probably had so many pinch me moments in your travel when you are like, I can't believe that I'm here. Yeah. Tell me about one and what goes through your mind in those moments. There's plenty, of course. But one that I really want to talk about right now is just being able to work on campaigns with Jalen. We've come such a long way. Like I can remember when we first started creating YouTube videos for her channel. It was in her backyard. Lighting was horrible. We had the two cameras set up to where she didn't know what the heck she was doing, trying to become a, a beauty guru. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing trying to produce the video. To be able to work on campaigns with her now and to be able to start a company and to be able to build something for our future generations to come, you know, at this at this time in our lives, this is such an incredible feeling. I was traveling a lot last year without her. I thought to myself, like, dang, this is such an amazing experience, but I wish Jay was here, you know, so she could she could experience these things as well. And this year we had a goal to to make that a reality and we've been very, very fortunate to be able to work on multiple campaigns together. In the way I like to say it's like create something out of nothing. You have the hashtag from the hood to the universe. What does that mean to you? Uh, if you took the word hood and universe out, it pretty much simplifies to from the bottom to the top. I'm a huge believer in the underdog story, uh, David versus Goliath, Phoenix rising from the ashes. And to know that my life from where I started wasn't blessed with riches, which is okay. 
and I created that hashtag to let people know where I come from. And that's something that my family's, you know, sort of instilled into my soul is to to never forget where I came from, never forget where where my family came from, what they had to go through to get here. And that's my way of saying to the world, it's actually possible to reach for the stars, to reach for the universe. Andy, where can people follow you? Where are the best places for them to make sure they continue to follow your adventures? Yeah, uh, for my like, campaign portfolio work, is my website is uh, andy2.net. And then for my Instagram, it's andy2. And Twitter is just andy2 with two Ys. And Jay and I are developing a website for AJ and Co. So that is in the works. Uh, but for the time being, you could just look up my name. That should be able to steer you in the in the right direction to learn about a little more about me. Fantastic. And that is Andy too, just Andy with a Y-T-O. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time just a few hours before you head off to Iceland. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope to leave you with something that my grandfather has, has sort of bestowed onto me just to just try and i know that your audience is full of creatives aspiring creatives creatives from all different uh, loops of life so just go for it just try i'm kenna klosterman and you've been listening to the we are photographers podcast from creative live At Creative Live, we believe there's a creator and a photographer in all of us. And yes, that means you. If you're looking to get fresh perspectives, inspiration, or skills to boost your hobbies, business, or life, we've got a class or two or thousands for you. Just head over to creativelive.com or download our iPhone app where we have classes playing for free 24-7. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, and leave a review for We Are Photographers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for another episode of We Are Photographers. (laughs) 